This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. Right now that time, 818, you're tuned to WGNS, and on the air in studio with us this morning is Gordon Ferguson. He is the president and CEO of St. Thomas Rutherford. How are you this morning? I'm fine. Thank you, Scott. Well, a lot has been happening at the hospital over the last two years. I mean, not only because of COVID, but also because of growth. So a lot has definitely changed and will continue to do so, I'm sure. Yes, we are. Uh hopefully many will know that the hospital has been here in murfreesboro since 1927. i think those that are new may just think the hospital has always been at the location on medical center parkway but uh, we've just been there for about 11 years be 11 years this uh, october yeah i guess originally uh, back well not too long ago middle tennessee medical center was located in downtown murfreesboro in the highland avenue area uh, which now is just a big green open space. That's correct. It uh, always intrigues me when I drive by there and uh, just have a lot of good memories about that, that hospital. And we were fortunate for MTSU to purchase the property and the parking garage and the Bell Street building. But we were able to put a historical marker on the site that uh, would let people know that, that that site was at one time the home of what was then Rutherford Hospital and Middle Tennessee Medical Center. Now, you have been the CEO there since, I believe, around 06. So you were there back when Middle Tennessee Medical Center was at that downtown location. I was. Uh, I started here in 1998 and uh, spent a few years as a chief operating officer and then, as you say, 2005, the CEO. So it, it has been a very interesting journey that we've uh, been on and just constantly looking for ways to improve not just our facilities but also the services that we provide through the hospital. So you have seen a whole lot of change and you've definitely seen growth here in Murfreesboro and all over Rutherford County. Yes it, it really has grown uh, more than I would have ever imagined and I think there's many reasons for that, but I think one of them being that this is just a really good place to raise a family and uh, lots of opportunities. And particularly in the medical community, we've been blessed to have physicians that have moved to our area to provide both primary care but also specialty care. And uh, we've got a very strong organization that we're part of in Ascension and in Ascension St. Thomas. and. When you look back just in the period going back to when the hospital was built, uh, we've invested about half a billion dollars in our facilities and equipment. So looking back, back when the hospital was in the downtown area, do you remember what sparked the talk uh, of actually moving the hospital and expanding it? Yes, I re- don't remember a lot of things, but I remember well the, the thought process that went into our move. And it started with the plans that were 
basically getting ready to be implemented at the old site where the hospital there was going to be expanded vertically. But when we looked at things and the cost of doing that, at that point our hospital was located on 15 acres. And we felt that moving forward in the way Murfreesboro was growing in Rutherford County, that 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 location was just not going to be adequate for us to provide care to this growing community. So there was talks about do we open up a second hospital, uh, but eventually uh, it took about 10 years to get this going from f the first idea about relocating to actually opening up. But we were able to work with the city of Murfreesboro and get Medical Center Parkway built. And then also as part of our property acquisition that did require that the interchange be installed at I-24 and Medical Center Parkway. And as you can see, uh, since then the, the uh, retail growth there as well as residential has been just uh, phenomenal. And we are proud to be a part of that, that whole gateway uh, initiative. You know, in more rural areas, it's not uncommon for the hospital to be in the center of the town or far away from the interstate. And, you know, originally the hospital here in Murfreesboro was quite a distance away from the interstate, but that's just, it seems like that's not feasible these days, and a hospital needs to be within easy access of I-24 in our case. Correct. That, that was part of our rationale for acquiring the property from the city of Murfreesboro. And there was some discussion about maybe needing to be closer to I-24, but I think when you look at the accessibility between the two exits, that it really has served as well uh, on this location. And frankly, since that first move, we have acquired uh, some additional property uh, on Thompson Lane that uh, we were are currently looking at um, how that might be developed in the future. Again, Gordon Ferguson with us this morning. He is the CEO and president of St. Thomas Rutherford, and you're actually the president of not only St. Thomas Rutherford, but I believe other uh, areas that are overseen by St. Thomas as well. At one time, I worked very closely with our regional hospitals. Uh, we purchased four smaller hospitals about six years ago, and Given everything we've got going on at Rutherford right now, we, we do have somebody else that's overseeing those facilities. Um, we are in the process of designing uh, what we're calling a neighborhood hospital, and this is something that was approved last August by the Certificate of Need Board. And it's a, a very new concept. In fact, this will be the first of its kind in the state of Tennessee. Uh, Ascension has uh, tried this model in other markets including Wisconsin, Indiana, and Texas. But uh, again, this will be the first one in Tennessee. Uh, we've acquired the property located on Veterans Parkway just south of 840 and we're hoping to break ground on that facility in October. And it will include eight inpatient beds, an eight uh, treatment room emergency department, and then diagnostic imaging and lab. And uh, we're excited about that. It's really going to be part of a, a smaller medical area in that we'll have Tennessee Orthopedic Alliance uh, next door to us. Their building has just started construction. 
And then the Murfreesboro Medical Clinic also has plans to uh, put a building on near the site. So we're very excited about that. It, it's really just a function of the growth that's taken place west of I-24. Uh, and I know when we were first looking for property for the new hospital, we were advised by many individuals that we needed to stay at least on the east side of I-24, and which we did. But uh, I think with the amount of new residential development taking place in the Blackman community in West Lawn, this is a, an ideal solution for us to make health care accessible to those living uh, in that, that fast-growing area. Now, I want to go back to June of 2018 when plans were announced to further expand where you're currently located, St. Thomas Rutherford on Medical Center Parkway. But in 2018, the plans were announced about an $82 million expansion. And last year, in the midst of COVID, I guess that expansion was completed and the ribbon cutting was held. How did all that go and what all does that entail? Well, it, a lot of work was put into that, that project. It uh, began with an expansion of our emergency room. That was the first phase. And then we also increased the number of floors on the west wing from five floors to eight floors. And two of those floors uh, we refer to as six west and seven west, uh, both uh, have 36 beds on each floor and then we also added four new operating suites on the second floor so you're right Scott that that was just another major thing that we had going on at the hospital as we entered into what we now know as the COVID-19 pandemic and uh, hats off to our staff to our construction firm that uh, completed the job they had to train their staff how to properly enter and exit the hospital and wear the correct protective gear but really it, it came just in time for us to be able to accommodate the increased volume of patients that we had coming in with the virus uh, at one time earlier this year we peaked at 141 patients that were in some level of care within the hospital. I'm pleased to say now that I think as of this morning, we've got four uh, COVID-positive patients in the hospital. So it's still there, but certainly not to the extent that we were dealing with earlier this year. So when that expansion started in 2018, were those floors already built? They just had to be finished out? Or what was the situation? No, on the West Wing, there were only five levels. But uh, when we planned the hospital, we made sure that it was structured to accommodate additional floors. So we literally had to come in and uh, add uh, steel on uh, floors six through eight. And uh, again, we had to displace our physician's parking area to allow the crane to come in. Uh, but we we were smart, I believe, in making sure that the shelled space was there for future expansion at the right time that, that that will be needed. Again with us this morning in studio, Gordon Ferguson, President and CEO of St. Thomas Rutherford, right here in Murfreesboro on Medical Center Parkway. You know, this past June, there was a lot of talk uh, about the need for a cardiac 
surgery program because we don't really have anything like that here in Murfreesboro. In fact, we don't have something like that all the way between here and Chattanooga, I believe. But that was something that got a whole lot of talk and generated a, a lot of positive letters from the community saying, yeah, we do need this. Yes, this really has been a goal of ours for a good number of years. In fact, when we designed the hospital, we designed it to where at one day it would be able to accommodate this new service. Thanks to the dedication of uh, St. Thomas Hart, uh, which has a, a very significant uh, presence on our campus, we felt that our volume of patients that are coming out of Rutherford County and the surrounding counties needing to go up to Nashville for open-heart surgery uh, warranted us taking a close look at providing that service. Today, we've got a very active cardiology program. We have everything from our interventional cath lab and cardiac rehab, but one piece that has been missing is the ability to provide open-heart surgery. And while that utilization of that particular procedure may not be as widespread as it was several years ago, it's still, in many cases, the best um, and only resolution to some individuals that are suffering from serious cardiac illnesses. Hey, I remember a number of years ago, I want to say around 06 or so, but my dad had open heart surgery and he, and I'm sure his situation was like many, he went to his doctor to figure out, you know, why he was having chest pain, not knowing it was something as extensive as it turned out to be. Uh, But by the next day, he was in Nashville for that open heart surgery. And it's really hard on family when they have to drive all the way into Nashville and back to check on a loved one. So I I think this program is is really going to be good here. That, That was just one of the reasons that I believe our application with the Certificate of Need Board was approved, and that is just the accessibility to having this service close by. Some people look at the map and think, well, Murfreesboro is really not that far from Nashville, but for those that travel that interstate frequently, you know that uh, at any time of the day, you can have a significant backup. And in many cases, not all, but in many cases, the need for open heart surgery can be uh, emergent, and uh, we will transport a lot of these patients by uh, medical ambulance, air ambulance, but to have this procedure being available right here is really part of our mission to make sure that that we're providing the right services to those that we, we serve. So I guess the next closest hospital that could provide such a service outside of Nashville, of course, would be Erlinger in Chattanooga, which is 90 plus miles away. Correct. Correct. So do you think a, a lot of folks are going to be coming from uh, Manchester, Coffee County, and Shelbyville, all of those areas, in order to get this type of service done here? Most definitely. In fact, that some of those numbers were used to support our argument for the need for this program. And I think, again, when you live in these areas, you may not have the accessibility to more advanced medical care. But if you feel you can jump on I-24 or 231 and and get here quickly, then in many cases, uh, I firmly believe that we'll be saving lives just because we're 
reducing that transport time and that uh, accessibility. We got to take a short break, but when we come back, if you would kind of outline the process of getting a program like this started here in Rutherford County, what steps did the hospital have to take? Who do they go before? How does all that play out? Because uh, I'm sure a lot of people don't realize all the different steps that you do have to take. Right now that time, 8.34, and we are going to take a short break and check on the forecast, and then we will be right back with Gordon Ferguson, who is our in-studio guest today from St. Thomas Rutherford. Time again, 8.34. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Restaurants. I'm always one of those that goes on and off diets. One of the places I love to eat out the most and still be able to do so and maintain a healthy weight is at Demas's. And you know, Demas is one of the things that I started doing because of my own eating habits is, is we have a low calorie menu and a low carb menu. So depending on whatever diet that you like, we have options for you that are available at Demas's. Please have your family join our family for lunch or dinner seven days a week at Demas's. We'll see a few scattered showers and thunderstorms at times this afternoon. Mostly cloudy skies, high in the mid-80s, and southwest winds of 5 to 15 miles per hour. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 72. Hi, this is Amanda at Animal City. Come see us at 919 Northwest Broad Street here in Murfreesboro. Don't let fleas get the jump on your pet. Stop by Animal City for premium flea and tick protection to keep your pet safe. Here at Animal City, we are longtime pet lovers and pet keepers. We also carry a variety of hard-to-find products for your specialty pets. Come see us and let our 30 years worth of experience be helpful for you. You can find Animal City at 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Good morning. Watching traffic pick up even more in the last few minutes here on 24 uh, through the Hickory Hollow area. Just typical out here right now. Up and down sections of Middle Tennessee Boulevard. Memorial is busy here uh, as well uh, over the bridge. Traffic still looks pretty good actually on I-24 towards Nashville. Just watch your speed. Gatlinburg Wine Cellar is home of the world famous cotton candy wine. Check them out at GatlinburgWineCellar.com. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. You can make a meaningful difference in 2021. KidLink Community Services is currently seeking foster parents in your area. KidLink provides free training and certification. Contact KidLink today at 877-714-1313 or KidLinkServices.com. Hi, this is Becky Bookner, and I'm just so proud to talk about the veterans in our community and what an incredible gift they've given all of us. And that's our freedom and the right to live in this country. And we're so grateful to them for the sacrifices they've made. Honoring and remembering those who served in our military. I was on a guided missile frigate. Here is today's Salute to Veterans. I was in combat close to 18 months. Got out on early release in 73 when the ceasefire occurred. The so-called end of the uh, hostilities it never really did until 75, but for us it did, and I was early out because of my combat service. Vietnam veteran Ralph Gervasio. What was the atmosphere like when you did come home in the 70s? It was, it was really poor. Couldn't come home in my uniform, let's put it that way. I had to come home in civilian clothes because of the flights and because of the airports and the kind of reception that I could possibly get. 
you hear a lot of negative things about uh, when the Marines came back, and it's all true. In the latter part of the war, they didn't want us to have eggs thrown at us or uh, slurs or things of that sort, so I had to come home in civilian clothes. I didn't admit that I was a Vietnam veteran at all until in the 1980s. Uh, I couldn't get my old job back because I served in Vietnam. and. So from that point until the 1980s, I never admitted I was a veteran at all. It would have been a negative, not a positive. You know, you don't hate the warrior, you hate the war. Vietnam veteran Ralph Givasio. This has been a salute to veterans on WGNS Radio. Restoration One of Middle Tennessee. A team of experts and immediate responders who help homeowners after disaster strikes. After disaster strikes. Fire, water, or storm damage. We can help you get your life back to normal quickly. Restoration One Middle Tennessee.com. Locally and veteran. Precision Air knows you want the air inside your home as safe and clean as possible. Clean the air in your home with an affordable UV system. WGNS listeners get $50 off. 615-930-0088. A whole house air purifier. 615-930-0088. This is Kim Dunaway from Sunshine Nutrition Center. You hear me on Monday mornings at 720 talking about how to lead a healthier lifestyle. We carry supplements, personal care, and grocery items at both our Murfreesboro and Smyrna locations, family-owned and operated since 1989. Hummingbird Hill is an equal opportunity provider. Hummingbird Hill is Smyrna's newest apartment home community for people 62 and older. Located at 443 Mason Tucker Drive. Income restrictions apply. Background and credit check required. Old friends, new name, better together, as First National Bank of Murfreesboro transforms into Capstar Bank, our focus is on you. We're entering a new generation of banking in Rutherford County, but we'll always remain a community bank with local people you trust and uniquely exceptional service you deserve. We're at 2230 Mercury Boulevard, capstar.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Right now that time, 8.40, you're tuned to WGNS again on this Tuesday morning. Our guest today, Gordon Ferguson from St. Thomas Rutherford, right here in Murfreesboro on Medical Center Parkway. And before that break, we were talking about the new cardiac surgery program and uh, what that's going to look like here in Murfreesboro. And we'll talk more about that in a second. But I'm curious, what are all the different steps that have to be taken for a hospital before they can expand or before they can add a new program in Tennessee? A lot will obviously depend on the type of program or service that's being developed and then implemented. In this particular case, we started with uh, securing internal approval. The, the service will require uh, an investment of just over $5 million and we went through the, the regular capital due diligence to make sure that uh, if we were to provide this service that we, one, had the space, and two, had the equipment, and then the third major component is the, the staffing. Uh, once we received approval from our local board here and the St. Thomas board, then we 
had to file a certificate of need application with the Health Services Development Agency. Uh, and this is a, not all services require certificate of need approval, but this one does. And so we had to put together the application that uh, reflected our justification of the need. And then that was heard by the CON Review Board uh, back just a few weeks ago. And we were fortunate, as you mentioned earlier, Scott, that we had many letters of support from uh, community business leaders, from uh, both the mayor of Murfreesboro and the mayor of Rutherford County, and then, uh, again, several other community leaders. And we were very pleased that uh, it was a unanimous vote of approval uh, by the CON Review Board. Uh, some people have joked now that the real work starts, and in many respects that's true. What we're currently doing is developing the, the training curriculum for our staff, uh, the nurses that will be caring for these patients uh, primarily in the operating room, and then in our intensive care unit. And then we are also recruiting two cardiovascular surgeons that will become part of St. Thomas Heart. So that's the people aspect of this. And I think that's probably gonna be the, the most challenging part of this project is to make sure that we find individuals that have good experience in providing this service and that of our existing staff that we'll be able to get them trained and ready to take care of these these patients. In the medical world, it is very expensive, I'm sure, to keep up with technology and changes that are made constantly. Uh, how hard is it to actually be able to go out there and buy new equipment and figure out what equipment's gonna be used in Murfreesboro versus what equipment may be used that's different in Nashville? We've got a very uh, experienced strategic planning staff in our office in Nashville, and um, we keep up with trends in equipment and realizing that a lot of the new medical equipment uh, is extremely advanced and technical and not inexpensive. So when we do purchase equipment, there's a lot of due diligence that goes into, is this the right model that we need? Is this to the, the right scope of equipment that we'll need so there's a, a lot of vetting of that and again between our strategic planning folks and then when it comes time to acquire equipment we've got uh, the resource group that helps us go out and procure the equipment and frankly can leverage some of the pricing discounts that we're able to achieve as being part of a, a national ministry in ascension with all the changes in the world of insurance over the last 10 years, really the last six years, we've seen the biggest changes, but with all those changes, is it hard for hospitals in general just to stay afloat? It is. Uh, I've been in this profession now since 1984, and I've seen a lot of changes in how we are reimbursed for the services that we provide. I think those hospitals in the smaller areas certainly have, I believe, the biggest challenge because in many cases they don't have access to the specialists that come in and um, do procedures in the facility. And so in many cases they've got an active emergency room, but for example in our hospital in Woodbury, which 
has been serving that area for many, many years. Uh, we don't provide any surgical uh, procedures at that facility. They're focusing more on the behavioral health. So you're, you're correct, and especially when you've got equipment that uh, the prices are constantly increasing, and in many cases the uh, number of years that go by before that equipment becomes obsolete seems to get shorter and shorter because of the new technology. But we we are very focused on making sure we are efficient and that we are good stewards of the resources that have been given to us, but we're always feeling that there's pressure on the payer side to, to make sure that we are really managing our costs effectively. One of the big changes I noticed over the last few years, it almost seems as if some of the insurance companies out there are telling different hospitals, hey, we're not going to pay this amount for this procedure. We're going to pay you this amount. And they're coming up with their own price point. And I don't see how in any other business that wouldn't be effective. I don't see how any other business could operate that way. True. Healthcare finance is, is very unique uh, in and of itself. I do think, though, that that there there has been room for improvement in terms of how care is coordinated. And I think Ascension and Ascension St. Thomas, we've we've done some fairly innovative things. We, um, in in some ways, have partnered with physicians on our staff to where we have one set price for certain procedures that's a kind of a bundled payment and we sit down and we we really work through what what does that patient experience involve and what what kind of pre-care can be done to keep people out of the hospital and then post-hospital stay what can be done to make sure that that they continue on the medications and they, they follow the discharge orders so that they don't start bouncing back into the, the hospital because in many of our patients once they are discharged from the hospital if they come back within a certain period of time we we probably will not get reimbursed for that second stay again gordon ferguson with us ceo of st thomas rutherford so going back to that new cardiac surgery program where is that going to be is it going to be within the current hospital building yes it will be uh, again i mentioned that we have just recently expanded uh, from 12 to 16 operating suites. Uh, two of those suites will be uh, devoted to open heart surgery. And then we have got a 32 bed intensive care unit that these patients will go to uh, post-op. So again, we are fortunate that this service did not require a physical expansion of the building but uh, it will require just over five million dollars of new equipment and certainly additional staff another thing that i'm sure plays a role in hospital planning these days is security because things have changed greatly over the last 30 years for sure as far as you know just the amount of arrests that take place in places like Murfreesboro Nashville and, and the wide variety of arrests and charges being placed against people but there has to be a concern and a major input put on security and one of the issues would be obviously keeping people out of the surgery area so what goes into planning with all of that today we um, we do take the safety of our patients as well as our staff members very seriously and unfortunately we are 
seeing an increase of individuals coming to the ER primarily who uh, have different illnesses that are going on, different situations that for whatever reason is causing them to be more violent, I would say more than we've seen just in the past few years. Uh, we've already gone through our hospital and replaced the original security cameras. Uh, and we've added quite a few more cameras at key locations throughout the hospital and also we're able to uh, have good surveillance of our parking facilities. We've got, I feel, a, a well-trained uh, security uh, staff and they are constantly looking at ways to training in terms of de-escalating uh, these kind of violent and disruptive behaviors. Unfortunately, I don't think we are alone in this. Uh, when you read about workplace violence, hospitals, unfortunately, have been the target uh, for that, just in, in large part due to the, the patients that come to our emergency room. And we are fortunate to have a partner in uh, TrustPoint that we uh, obviously have a lot of patients that are transferred there. And then we've got a joint venture behavioral health hospital that was recently built and opened in Nashville that uh, is a joint venture between Ascension St. Thomas and Trust Point. And I'm sure drugs, gang violence, all of those things play a role in, first of all, the background of a patient coming to you, and then also what's going to happen with, you know, friends and family members of that, let's say, gang member who goes to the hospital for treatment. I mean, you have all these different things going on at the same time. It's got to be hard to sometimes figure out what's going on first of all yes and unfortunately we are seeing an increase in the number of gunshot wounds um, that are coming to our, our hospital we do have a, a good process in place when we have that type of a patient come into our ER that we have a lockdown procedure so that that uh, the doors that we can secure are secured until we feel that, uh, that the threat is, is over. but uh, And again, I think it's just being part of a growing community that we are, are seeing more of these patients uh, come our way. And speaking of growth, another area of growth that we saw last year in 2020 was the partnership with Rutherford County government. And with that partnership, it was, I guess, the plan was to open several locations that would be ideal for any Rutherford County employee or their family to come to you for whatever medical service they need. Yes, we were very pleased to be able to respond to that request for proposals with Rutherford County, and uh, we are seeing most of these individuals at our care center on New Salem Highway. Uh, this is a facility that's been there oh, just a, a few years. And uh, we've got a very good staff of primary care uh, physicians and nurse practitioners there. And again, we're just uh, thrilled to be able to provide this, this service directly to the employees of, of Rutherford County. So with that program, the partnership with the county, obviously one of the goals would be to save the county some money when providing medical care for their employees. And uh, hopefully it's doing that. Yes, I think in, in addition to that, also making the care available and accessible. And uh, again, we've not looked at this in the detail that uh, I could say for sure about the cost, but I do know that 
the relationship is going well and that we've got the uh, interests of these associates of the county uh, first and foremost as we provide this service. Again, Gordon Ferguson with us this morning from St. Thomas Rutherford. Going back to the pandemic that started in or around March of last year, uh, the big thing that you heard all around the country was, well, you know, I can't visit my loved one in the hospital because of all the COVID restrictions. One thing that St. Thomas did was the whole pictures program where family would email pictures to the hospital and then the picture would be printed by hospital staff and then hand delivered to that patient's room. How did all that play out? Well, I'll be very honest. When, when COVID first hit, uh, we we were not prepared to, to deal with all the, the nuances that came out of this pandemic. And so a lot of what we were doing, particularly beyond the medical treatment, was learning as we, we go. I mean, it was the first time that I ever remember where we really locked down on patient uh, family visitation. Uh, we had to set up screeners at the front door of the hospital and at other entrances to make sure that only those that really needed to be there would be coming into the hospital and if they did come in that they were wearing the correct protective gear but through the use of technology we were able to uh, purchase some additional uh, tablet computers that were used by patients who unfortunately uh, were in our hospital and in strict isolation precautions and then set them up with their loved ones and I have to just tip my hat to our nursing staff uh, and other staff on the front line who came up with very creative thoughts and ideas about how to keep that communication going because as you can imagine anytime you're in the hospital it's it's uh, it can be a very anxious time but when you're there and you're alone that it, it makes it just that more difficult. Did COVID-19 prove to be very expensive for the hospital because you guys were doing everything from providing extra masks to folks to having extra employees on site to check somebody in just to walk in the front door yes we did see some of our costs increase and fortunately uh, we were able to be the recipients of some of the, the cares act funding uh, uh, grant funding uh, and honestly today we although we've only got digit or single digit number of COVID patients, we still have to have these resources in place. And uh, OSHA has recently come out with some additional uh, new standards that will require us to make some different uh, adjustments to some of our uh, facilities. I know we've jumped all around this morning and we're almost out of time, but I wanted to close with that whole cardiac surgery program. And when is that going to be available to the public we don't have a specific timeline established at this point uh, I'm going to put it maybe one and a half years uh, we'd like to do it earlier if we can but what's really driving that is the recruitment of two uh, quality cardiovascular surgeons and some of the other support staff so uh, we will most likely be uh, purchasing equipment uh, about a year from now and uh, have that uh, in place. But 
what really will be driving this is the, the physician recruitment component, but we are going to be working diligently uh, to get this program uh, up and going uh, in the appropriate time frame. So the goal would be to have two surgeons on hand, uh, X amount of nurses, uh, nursing staff, and then whatever else you need. Correct. I, how, how many employees total do you think will be hired for this new surgery center? Uh, that's hard to say because w- these individuals will be not just doing open heart alone, but um, I'm, I'm going to guess around 25 or, or so additional staff. So that's pretty big then. It is. It's a, a big deal. And um, again, we're fortunate that we're not reinventing the wheel here. We've got a very well established program at our facility at St. Thomas West. And uh, we'll certainly be leading on their staff and their resources to help us get this uh, up and going. And again, the new cardiac surgery program will be at the current hospital on Medical Center Parkway. Uh, I assume maybe a separate entrance or something for this area? No, uh, patients will just come in the main doors they normally do and get checked in and go up on the second floor. Uh, And again, the, the hospital was designed and built uh, to accommodate this this service. Very good. Again, Gordon Ferguson, our guest this morning from St. Thomas Rutherford right here in Murfreesboro. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Scott. It's my pleasure. Time right now, 8.59. We have local news coming up next on WGNS. So stay with us and we'll also check on that forecast. We'll see a few scattered showers and thunderstorms at times this afternoon. Mostly cloudy skies, high in the mid-80s, and southwest winds of 5 to 15 miles per hour. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 72. We're News Radio WGNS 100.5, 101.9, 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. News Radio WGNS Murfreesboro, the voice of Rutherford County and the flagship station for Blue Raiders sports. The Courthouse Clock shows it's 9 o'clock.